0: hello
1: everybody and welcome to this episode of canines talking sets i'm your host as usual cameron ford and i am out here not in set city but in dun how do you say it dundalk dundalk canada outside of toronto and it's like a major metropolitan area of
2: canada right yeah basically uh toronto is about an hour and 20 minutes away and no one from toronto knows where dundop is <laughs> yeah, yeah. so
1: so i decided what i wanted to do was have another um canine trainer jam session and um because we had a really good one before i wanted to bring back some people i've had already on this podcast just individually but now Altogether, together just to have a normal conversation as trainers like what we deal with what we go through um just so other people who are kind of like in our positions or maybe coming up through the dog training world um can realize they're not alone in what they go through and the the stuff that we see and deal with and what we like what we struggle with just to be real yeah. so <clears throat> thank you guys first of all for coming on and doing this especially after we've been training all day long so Absolutely. I know how that goes. Um, but first, uh, Michael Nesbeth, welcome. Carlos Ramirez, welcome. And Michael Lilly, welcome back on the show. Travenous. So, I like I said, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I'll start off with, you know, for me, I've had to I've learned to change. I've, I've made plenty of mistakes in, you know, growing up as a trainer and uh, both personally and then professionally and then just a growth as a human being. Um, but I think it's important to share some of those things. And the, one of the first things is for me is learning how to share a message, but do so with sometimes without the emotion that I get or the passion, you know, and that's a, that's an easier said than done sometimes. <laughs> How do you guys relate to that? How do you guys go through that? Because what's cool about this episode is it's not just about detection. This is you guys do detection, but you guys also do the bite work, the tracking. We got different disciplines here that we kind of all share, but I don't care. Whoever wants to kind of, you know, talk first, I'll let you guys go with it. But how do you manage your passion mixed in with your message and your lessons? Yeah, since, since we're
2: talking about passion. I think that we should probably let Carlos uh, start off. <laughs> <with this. laughs> so. Yeah. No, so for me, first, I think you need to figure out what you're trying to accomplish, right? Are you trying to teach? Are you trying to prove that you know more than someone else? Like, what is the intent behind what we're trying to do? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we think we're trying to teach, mm-hmm. but I'm really saying my method is better it than works. yours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you really want to help, that's going to come with, People are going to criticize your method and you have to take it in the shit and be quiet. and yeah. you know, find a different way to talk. No, it might be a better idea, right? But I think that the intent is the real, the real truth behind it. And I have been on both sides. Like I had the bad intent before mm-hmm. when, you know, I, when I was getting started. I had a lot to prove when I tried to tell somebody that's wrong. Yeah. It was not wrong. It was just wrong for that dog, mm-hmm. whatever circumstance, right? But it was because it was not based on the right intention. It was not to teach. Yeah. It was to confirm that I know what I know or to prove a point. And that's wrong,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Uh,
2: go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I uh, you know, my start uh, was with trainers that just said, this is it. I don't know why. You shouldn't be asking me why. Um, and that's why a lot of, like, we teach together. We try to start off with, we're not saying our way is the only way we're saying there's tools that need to be in your toolbox and we're just offering some of ours, um, because we've done it wrong and we've made these mistakes and learned from those mistakes. And so to, so you don't have to go through that as a handler, Mm -hmm. we're giving off what, how we've messed up. Yeah. And do you have anything you want? Yeah, I would say, I think like, one of the, the, I think commonalities between all of us is that, um, uh, you know, ultimately, like we are passionate about what yeah. we're doing. We care about, you know, the best interests of the dogs, of uh, the handlers that we're working with, whether it's Leo, military, civilian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other commonality is that we're not married to any of these ideas, right? right? Mm-hmm. We say, Hey, and w- literally every seminar I've been to and started or I've been around, there's a kind of, common underlying theme and it's like hey this is the best information that i have available to me right now i hope in a year from now in two years i have better information my job is just to kind of be a vessel and pass on what i have been it doesn't mean it's right it's it probably is wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) what i'm telling you right now is probably wrong and the future me would be like why were we doing it that (laughs) way this could be done better yeah Uh, but i I think it's the same for all of us you know like I've, i've Trained with you uh, quite a few times <laughs> uh, with all of us, and every time we get together, uh, I notice like small things Hey, Cameron's doing this differently. Yeah. Mike's doing this different. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm definitely stealing that from Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. and, and yeah. continuing to to grow. Yeah, uh, I think within itself, it's, as long as you harness kind of the passion in, in that way, right? Um, it, it makes for you know better dogs, sure better better place. people. And yeah. um, it's not so much about the information, but how that information is being delivered. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and we did it today. So Michael and I, the second we got done with our class, we we looked over and Mike wasn't done mm-hmm. tracking. Yeah. He said like, let's go there and sit and listen to Mike. Yeah. And we just went and sat down because I want to learn what he's saying. So one, if it's something I'm doing wrong, I want to stop and fix it. And two, so I can learn it, so I can teach it to other people as well to keep helping more people. Yeah. None of the ideas we have are mine. Right. Nothing of what I teach is mine. Yeah is i learn it from him i learned it from you we all work together and then i make it my flavor sure. i put something in there to make it mine and teach it and i tell people hey i learned this from my cleave yeah i learned yeah. this yeah. from my yeah. stuff i give everyone the source of where i got it yeah. so you, you hear my way and they go to the source yeah ask him too that's key right it's not yeah I mean, there's, there's nothing new under the sun Yeah. so like taking every Time that I have the ability to give credit to where I've gotten the information from. Now, of course, there's going to be slip ups or sure. And there's so much information that yeah. you can even forget who the exact oh, source right. yeah. came from. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like kind of pay homage and say, right. Hey, this is how Mike Lilly showed me how to do this tracking thing. Uh, I changed this right. for, for these dogs. And we all know that we have to adjust the six times in play for each animal in front of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. No, it's, it's an excellent point because. You, just like
1: you said, there's so many things that we've digested or, or absorbed from other really good trainers, um, and it's also critically important to when we can share that source because if you look at anything that's research-wise, what do they always share? The source. There's always a source code or a source video file or whatever it came from. Like they're citing sources, I should say. Um, but we're also human, and like you said, there's stuff we forget, yeah. and, and I know I've been guilty of that myself. Um, but you know and i like your your analogy there it's we all know how to cook spaghetti Mm -hmm. right nothing about it was original but what little tweaks that you made to your sauce or like how you cook your noodles or a little
2: more spice yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've heard about that (laughs) but the the, and that's what makes it our own Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't make the spaghetti any less or because somebody else did it it's we have to find what works. And I, and I can definitely, and I, I relate to this even more nowadays, is how I convey the message but so I can connect to more people than, like you said, shutting them down because I wanted to prove a point. Wow. Or because I, I did exactly, you said the same thing, like how I felt, and like Carlos, what you mentioned was. In my early years, at least the first 10 years or so, I wanted to prove myself. So how did I prove that's myself? Cool. By showing all the ones that... By like comparing myself to others. Well, I maybe mean, yeah, that's not
2: the way you're supposed and to do it. Yeah. And to even kind of dovetail on what you're saying, mm-hmm. like me and Carlos are kind of in a unique position in that like we have zero years of law enforcement experience, mm-hmm. zero years in the military, any of that. Mm-hmm. So very early on, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I did was ego-driven, but ego in the sense of like, let me prove to yeah. to these people that I have some yeah, value, exactly. right? Like, mm-hmm. let me prove to you that there is something, because I don't have the resume that says, I did this many tours overseas, or mm-hmm. I've handled a, a, a dog in that way. So absolutely. Really? And I think, to be honest with you, I think a little bit of ego is... Also okay. Yeah I don't think that it needs to be, I think that it's competitive. I'm I'm competitive with Carlos. Sure. Mm-hmm. When we're, we're working dogs and I'm tired and I look up and Carlos is working another dog, I'm not that tired <laughs> anymore. So. so like well, it takes an edge to get in front of a large group. Um, that's you know, especially like law enforcement, There's such that type A already. And as a handler, there's a level of I'm pretty set in what I've been taught that. You know what I mean? It's very difficult to change that. So mm-hmm. I think that when um we present it, if we present it in a manner of this is just a thing for you to try to utilize when you have difficulty, because if you present it in the like you say, like a challenging way, it, they're gonna turn off. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, if it's like, like do it like this, like you can't shove it down your throat. Exactly. You have to and, let them yeah, digest. And it. Then, and I'll I have people come to the kennel and and we'll be training, and then one of the other handlers will be like, are you going to help them? And, I, and always, I'm like, "They have an ass. Yeah. Because the second you say, hey, you can do this like that, and it would make that better, most of the time they don't want to hear. Oh, you yeah. Talking. That's it actually shuts off. how I was able to get into law enforcement at the very beginning was being there, knowing that some of the things that I was looking at were not right, right, yeah. right but being quiet. Waiting for when I was given an opportunity yeah. to, in the shape of, hey, yeah. jump in the suit and get in here and help us, or yeah. what did you think of this? Right? Yeah. Whichever way it came, yeah. I, whenever I was given my chance, it was never like, well, what you did was wrong. Yeah. It right. was more of, I have a different way. Do you mind if you give it a shot? Right. Right. Then when you, you get that shot, you better take exactly. it. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. But
2: yeah, yeah. it's, it's not, all in how that message is delivered. Yeah. And like I said, when it comes from a place like, all of us truthfully want to help. Mm-hmm. Like we say that at every one of where we teach together, it's we are really here to try to help. We're not here to say what we teach is cool and you should do what we say to do. It's really from a point because I've been that handler that had no help. That was being told, don't ask questions, just keep doing this. And when the streets kept kicking my butt, I was like, man, something got to change. So um, I've been where those, some of those guys are and, when you're offering it from offering it from a good place mm-hmm. i think it shows yeah it comes off
1: that way and, and what you guys do with canines united is putting a lot of trainers together which like you said right. you, have, you have to put the egos aside which is it started off with a good foundation you guys all knew each other mm-hmm. so you had a good foundation there was comfortability there which was fantastic and then now it flows yeah. and, and it's It's fun sometimes, in a sense, to watch when others try to emulate a system like that that works, and they want to work with other groups, but they have to do what you guys did and overcome. It isn't an image about me personally. It's our goal and objective to
2: educate those. Yeah. When you you work with a group like that, people don't understand how much give and take there is. Oh, boy. Yeah. I and mean, we're not just talking about financially. Yeah. That's a whole load Different other podcast thing. we can do about that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's about personality wise, yeah. training methods, how many times you do not like how something is being ran, sure. but it's not your place. Shut up. Right. Yeah. So it's like the whole Guinness United team is a. we have a good dynamic going. On and that's the thing. Like people don't see, they see how it works. Right. Yeah. But they don't see all the things that individually we have to, Hey, let it go. Be okay let's work together it's always more important than doing it your way yeah i I think what's what's unique about like the instructor side of canines united is that before canines united was even a concept Mm -hmm. all of us were already friends yeah yeah right so we've already done work together we know hey this is uh for like at the seminars people have tracking questions yeah you know what i feel that for a lot I, i have a lot to offer for tracking answers but why i take my tracking answer when we have the tracking, yeah, expert on the team, right? Yep. In In my field, never call himself solve that. But <laughs> yeah, I'll call and that, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Definitely, if you ask me or Carlos, like some tactics yep. questions. Hey, maybe I can I play Call of Duty once or twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> something to do, but but we have Gooseby. You know? Yes. So, like, yeah. there's there's all these different like uh-huh. you know experts in their field that uh-huh. complement one each other, yeah. well one another, and we can pass the buck. Hey, you have truck. Hey, Mike, you talk to them about trucking. Yeah. And that says a lot about all of you guys
1: individually is that you can be humble enough to share Mm -hmm. your point of view or pass it on Mm -hmm. to somebody else versus trying to take or put the limelight on yourself as the trainer. You can say, Hey, look, you know, I'm a foot doctor. You should talk to the heart surgeon. Yeah. Carlos is a heart surgeon surgeon right now. So go talk to them. Yeah. Um, Because we all know, In the dog world, there's tons of little nuances and specialties to really, um, I mean, that was for me, you know, as you guys know, when I, uh, my time ended in Navy SEALs, I could have stayed in the tactical world if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know, I I left one of the best programs in the world and I could have said, you know what, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and do all my cool guy stuff that I learned. And I said, I just want to do detection Mm -hmm. because I saw there was an opening or a hole in the educational aspect. And then mixed with my personal geeky side of dog stuff, yeah. I was like, that works. But because there's so many different nuances in the dog world, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have to stay pigeonholed in a certain area. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, and I try to share with trainers, growing means being uncomfortable. Yeah, You know, adopting things that you don't normally do, try to learn them, get good at them, um, humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest journey for me in the recent years was learning the science stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we know our dog world kind of hates science in some ways, not all the ways, but we're, the generations in front of us didn't have the science available to them. So they shied away from it, mm-hmm. you know, because it wasn't there. And what well, little almost, almost also kind of was
2: wrong. like, I mean, you science, people do science stuff yeah. Know, dog people, dog stuff. yeah.
1: They always try to segregate and separate it. Yeah. And, um. We, had, of course, now have way more available to us Was much more information, and the science world and the dog world are coming together way more than they ever did before. Um, so that's been a big help, but it also meant for me to be, I had to get really comfortable being in environments with people that I knew were way smarter than me, and I'm trying to hold myself in a conversation with them knowing that I'm treading water. You know, I'm like, I'm, you know, I can say one thing and be like, like an idiot if I felt that way or... <laughs> You know, so it was humbling, but I enjoyed as a trainer now those moments where I got to be home, yeah, Um, and I and I got to take myself down numerous pegs of because it's natural, like you said, we are A type personalities in the field, especially when you're working with the cops and the military and so forth. You you got to be able to hold your own,
0: right?
1: So, but then there's that balance of how far do I take it, and I and what you guys said it too. I don't want to turn them off. And that's been my biggest lesson recently. As hard as I've been sometimes with calling out the errors within our industry, trying to find a way... Because I came from a different day and age where it was about sometimes the only way to get their attention was by making them basically look stupid or feel it. Mm -hmm. But I also realized... That, that wasn't the best way because then they weren't willing to listen anymore. Right. Because they felt so shut down right. that now I lost my opportunity to let them learn from me. Versus now, what I try to do is let them come to the realization themselves. Right. Just kind of point like, here's a road a little bit. Tell me what you see. A little self
0: discovery. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. There, yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, and if that could be like a th- like we say it all the time, and we've been places where. We've had those dudes in the back, arms crossed, like glaring through us. Uh, And some of those places, those guys have come to us and been like, we realize we're not where we thought we were. We realize we weren't this top level, that there's way more out there. Mm -hmm. And man, we gave those guys Mm -hmm. crazy accolades because that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. that, that, that is, Probably the worst thing, in my opinion, in the industry, is there's some trainer, some supervisor somewhere that is closed off to everything, doesn't allow those handlers to go anywhere. Um, and man, it just, it can kill units. You know? oh, for sure. slides, man. And for all of us, um, all of us right here, we go all over the, the nation yeah. and that's the difference too. It's a different approach everywhere you go. Right. The way we approach the departments we were just working with a unit like we were talking about earlier. There's a captain in a zero turn mowing around the department.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I've never seen that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. We literally stopped. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. You're, you're really a captain, lost. right? Yeah. Like, I, I met you yesterday, right? And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. i just do anything to be out of the office. Yeah. You don't see that many places, yeah. right? With the same way, the way you approach those guys is completely different because to some of them, you can approach them with say, hey, let's go to admin and let's try to change things. Mm-hmm. We have also been in departments that we try to change the department and a handler gets fired. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for us, the way we approach things to try to help, it also has to be tactically enough yeah. that you're not getting someone in trouble. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because I've seen it, like, personally from things that we have done with the best intentions to help. And the way I think helping is, hopefully we can keep this dude alive yep. because his dog is not going to help him. Yeah, right. And then we find out later they got We've yeah. had guys get kicked, and they kicked got out to dogs dogs a different yeah. so they We've had, we had guys get kicked out of units simply yeah. for being at our seminar. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. That, that's something that has to change. Yeah, yeah for sure. It can't be so. that way. No, it's,
1: and that's been a bigger struggle too. Is you know mm-hmm. the profession, if we're looking at, let's say, the law enforcement sector only for the moment. Has changed a lot. Like in my day, somebody had to die or retire to get a canine. Oh yeah, yeah. And now, statistically, uh, looking at the records keeping the software like Bob and, and Andrew mm-hmm. and Wyman have, the average police canine today is worked by two to three handlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you guys have seen it in person, yeah. but that's it's a statistical fact now. So this means that this dog has to bounce frequently from handler to handler. Be so malleable as a personality but yet so strong to handle the type of training that this
2: poor dog has to go through and withstand
1: that's a whole different dynamic
2: than the trainers that were in front of us yeah because we know even people that train very familiar like we train alike yeah there are such nuanced things that happen from me and carlos and mike and you that even if we're like hey we're going to train the exact same system with this dog Mm -hmm. but different handling times yeah well, it's totally different yeah. communication styles, yeah, right? So yeah, it's timing, everything that comes in play there
1: is, is such a so we'll go around the table. I'll start with you, uh, Mike, is uh I'll say Mike Lillings. So no, Mike's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> the table. The um uh, with what is something that you have grown as a trainer or something like a training technique, something that changed or you've adapted to whatever you want to call the term. Uh, that's made a difference for you in the past five years, whatever it is, like being more flexible on something, being, you know, a certain technique that resonated with you. What, what's been something for you over the past, in, say, five, 10 years? Yeah, I'm, you know,
2: I've so much, so many places with tracking that I'll keep it to that. Um, and with that was changing the way I was teaching dogs in my unit or dogs that I was training, um, getting busier with seminars changed how I do it because the way I was teaching dogs in my unit or dogs that I was training for tracking, uh, I brought to the first seminar that I ever went to for Canada United and I'm sitting there with a food bowl and a washer and a nail with dogs that have multiple bites, Mm -hmm. aren't on an existential reward system, don't know what a marker is and they're trying to hurt me those guys, those poor guys, I feel so bad. They left really with nothing. Yeah. And I went home and said, I can't do this this way. And so I really went to the drawing board and tried to figure out the best way to bring something to the table at a two, three, four day seminar where handlers actually leave with viable tools to take yeah. back. Um, and so that, that changed. I mean, it flipped the way I was doing stuff on its head. Um, And I think so far it's went well. Um, And I, it gives me a good feeling when like today there was two dogs that I worked uh, over a year ago. Um, One was very young. One was very old school. And today, both of them just rocked it. And, And so that, shows that these guys are taking these bits back and implementing it Mm -hmm. so yeah that 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 changed a lot was teaching these seminars and having to say okay we've got to provide something in a short amount of time that's viable Mm -hmm. yeah that's tough what about for you carlos Man, it's hard because I feel like in the past five years I'm a completely new trainer. Yeah, but like, it's such a long time now. I'm literally up sitting here while he's talking. I'm like, I'm glad I got time to think about it. <laughs> yeah, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> glad I got time to think about this because, man, I'm a completely. I can. It will be easier to say the things that actually do the same. The, the yes, the same I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have changed from the way I do tracking. Like we, I think we learned it at the same time for big stall. You know, at the same That's time right. in that yeah. seminar. That's completely different. And now that I, the last couple of months, I feel like that I, you've been changing your stuff. It's affecting how we do our own stuff because yeah. we are around you so much. Yeah. Um, even meeting you after we knew each other yeah. from way back, anything. But when we decided to start taking me pers- specifically, how long? That's <laughs> one <long, in> fact. We <laughs> almost did. We <laughs> almost did. Um, but back then we had a, you know, we had different relations where I started taking more of a trainer role, like teaching. And you came around with all this new information, right? All of that. These guys in Michael's troubleshooting, and the way he helped me understand like learning theories, how we apply it to what we were maybe already doing. But he was like, well, That's what we're doing. This is how we explain it, right? Like and like he said earlier, I copy so much of what they do because we do it the same, but we just steal that little bit from each other. So it's hard to pinpoint something different, but I think the best thing will be is how I perceive information. Okay. That's probably what I have changed the most. Like before I was very, I wanted very sterile information. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the more you do it, the more there's some feel to something. So you can just got to go out there and do it. Right. It's not going to be sterile information. It's not going to be this digested filter thing. When you go step by step and you get this result. Just go try it and make it your own. I, I was telling that to some people I was teaching today. Uh, there was a lady that asked us, Hey, I, I'm having some issues in the suit. And I told her we can tell you the basics of it, but you're like five, six. I'm six, four. Yeah. Right. Like, I will never be able to give you my play by play, but we'll find another person that's about your height. You know what I mean? But it's kind of the same thing where the way I perceive information is completely different. Now I'm, I'm more okay with. I don't understand 100% of it, but let me go give it a shot. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's not just because it might be wrong. It's because this one dog might need it. Right. So even if I can right. use it today, let me put it away in my cabinet. The toolbox. The, toolbox. the toolbox. Because I, I heard you say it, and I stole You said it yesterday, and I used it today. Yeah. There's things when I started, when I was back in Tom Rose, back in the day, yeah. That I swore two years later, I'll oh, never That's try to do that again. Right. And then you get that dog, and I got that dog <laughs> and brought me right back through. to Tom Rose, right? <laughs> and yeah. guess what? I got something. Yes. Good. And guess what? It worked. Yeah. 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 So you get to those moments when you realize the techniques change and they will continue to change. But the way I see them and the way I perceive information, I can change that. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I'll give nice. you an analogy, but, and I guess Mike more time to make <laughs> it. <piece of design. laughs> <Yes, fine. laughs> So, the analogy I use now is, um, so when you're, let's say, 18, 20 years old, you move out on your own your first time, like, with an apartment or whatever it is, you get that, you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and you get that toolbox. You get that all-in-one toolbox. It's just a plastic thing with a hammer, you know, <laughs> a screwdriver, some socket sets. And, you know, you're like, I, I got my need. I can, I can do a lot with this, at least enough to survive. But all of us know that old man in the neighborhood whose garage is filled yeah. with tools. Yeah. Doesn't use usually say 50% of them? Yeah. But whenever that issue comes up or that thing exists. Yeah. Anyone that comes around against. You go to him and you'll say, hey, um, I, I can't, I'm struggling with this thing in my house. I'm trying to fix this thing. Hold that's on a second. You. Walks over to whatever yeah. drawer, pulls it out and goes, use this. Mm-hmm. That to me is that age and wisdom. And I used this analogy on a previous podcast with uh, Jens Frank. and. We were laughing about that. Shows our age now. Are, are we reaching the point, and you guys are getting? We're all getting there. That we're starting I to become. <laughs> <laughs> as we're reaching there, where we have more tools, yeah. and we go back to tools that we might not mm-hmm. have used. Yep. And I shared that today in my lecture was, you, as you guys know, I teach heavily delayed conditioning for teaching the over. Mm-hmm. It is the most clear way, but it doesn't mean. I won't use simultaneous conditioning when I need to, right? And there was a dog recently that we had got from another trainer. And the only thing that, cause this dog had been exposed previously to the simultaneous part the pairing. I, instead of trying to like my trainer, Natalie, I respected her wanting to stick to those systems she knows and she's used to. And she knew as a trainer, she could get the dog to understand, understand the delayed conditioning. But I also knew I wanted her to consider she did, which was, Let's speak her language at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let let's. She wants some simultaneous conditioning, so let's not put the ball with the odor. Let's put maybe a piece of the ball with the odor, Mm -hmm. at least a few reps, just to get her to go something she's familiar with. This is what we want. This we'll reinforce and we'll quickly remove it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the old version, when I used to use only simultaneous conditioning, I would have paired it for a while, popped it up. I would have done whatever I did. Um, but. Instead of being so rigid in my evolution, I'm like, why would I ever go back to something I did before because of my ego? I said, in this case, let's work what's best for the dog for that short period of time, whatever it is, and then adapt. And- uh, it, it, that got the, the job done. Yeah. And it showed it was as hard as it was for me, you know, as I go around the country and I'm preaching all these things that I'm also willing, but I also share that now.
2: Can, camera's people. like, the, uh, Natalie, uh, maybe turn the camera off. Hold <laughs> on. yeah. So it,
1: it, that was one of those things where, for, you know, that analogy, which you guys yeah. can share all you want. the Because it, it when you say that analogy, for most people, they all know that old man. They yeah, all know yeah, that yeah. person in their neighborhood yeah. whose garage is filled with every tool imaginable. Yeah. what's that? <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah. that uh, yeah, I'm not calling you old. <laughs> <just a> toolbox. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of tools in toolbox
2: there. Yes, but that so way you mean, don't say because, like, what I don't want to say is forget every BS thing I've been told. Because I was taught me that stuff. And like you said, Mm -hmm. there's that, you'll get that one dog that comes to your kennel where you're like, why aren't you picking up on this super cool stuff that I, that I use now. And then you grow, go into that bottom drawer that you don't want to open that you said you'd never Mm -hmm. open it again and you drag it out. Sure. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. And and I think it also helps with like, sometimes there's like in dog training, there's like the new sexy. Yeah. And you know, if, and a lot of times those new sexy ways of doing things are effective ways of doing things, yeah. but I think people quickly, and I've been a victim of this as well. Like I'll quickly forget, all the other hundreds of thousands of reps of doing it in a different way that have been successful. So yeah, I think that that comes out. And a lot of cool, sexy, new stuff has Mm -hmm. just been relabeled and it's something that was being Uh, done already. But it's got a super cool new sticker on it. Yeah, I I can easily say
1: I've now been around long enough to see certain things recycle themselves. Yeah, yeah, we saw you a few years (laughs) ago. I'll I'll use the, the, the bike table. So look at the evolution of the bite table, for example. You, you guys have obviously seen the older one, which used to be that round table. Mm-hmm. And the whole design back then was to give the dog no escape, put all the pressure on it. And then its reaction would bite you in some basic kind of, mostly it was fear-based, right? Mm-hmm. So then the method, everybody went away from that, said stay away from tables. Anybody who uses bite tables is doing it wrong. And in that particular way, based off of fear, okay, mm-hmm. I agree with that. What was cool all of a sudden was when it was brought back, but turned into utilized in a Skinner box method where you could isolate specific behaviors. It took a minute for some of the uh, other trainers who had seen the older way, the previous way, and go, oh, okay. So this isn't a reinvention in a sense. And this isn't just recycling this. This is actually taking a premise, but then drastically improving it. Uh, yeah, but care. that's
2: that, like those, those, like, you know, we took that table that was mm-hmm. now we look back on it and say, okay, that probably wasn't used in the most effective way. Yeah. And we've adjusted and made mm-hmm. that same table yeah. be even more useful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, and, and we don't use the table just for bite bike. I teach obedience on exactly. that I teach uh, the muscle conditioning. It's like, yeah. not mean, just a tree. self-trainers use our bike for tons of that
1: training. So yeah, it's again, it's being, You know, adaptable as a trainer Mm -hmm. to be also open-minded to a lot of different tools to use to accomplish that goal. So now to you,
2: (laughs) Mister (laughs) Smith, what was the question? (laughs) Um, I think one thing that I've you know in the last five years, I think I've changed uh, and I'm I'm proud of uh, is the instruction style. So. Of course, like the uh, the information, uh, the techniques, all of that has changed and adjusted. Uh, but I think in the particular delivery of yeah. the information, man, yeah, that's um, a good one when you get that <laughs> one. <laughs> I think a lot of times uh, when we get into you know places where people maybe are unsure of what the information's about to be or if they should, re- like, but When we can give them the information in a way that makes people kind of laugh and enjoy it, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Things kind of stick a little more. Yeah. It breaks down a barrier, uh, and they're able to really process. You, we remove kind of as quickly as possible, like that wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people are laughing and having a good time and saying, Hey, okay. Um, uh, like we did, we did a seminar last week. Um, everything's like one week yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. seminar. Um, and we get there and like on day one, it's a police seminar. Like, Hey, there been any, anyone had, uh, field engagements or any problems that you guys want to work on? Um, and it's crickets. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, then we get into it. Okay, we move on. Hours we later. start. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're breaking down the barrier. Everyone's laughing. And then we get like a really important moment uh, where someone brought up one of their failed engagements. And we're able to actually walk through some of the steps and, and figure out what our best guess,
0: mm-hmm. because
2: that's all. Yeah, like the odds yeah, can tell yeah. us with the words yeah. uh, what our, our best assumption is of, of what happened. And it kind of recreate it. And, potentially have solved the problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, we
2: very successful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to me, it's, it's again, that delivery of the message, mm-hmm. Howard. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. And actually I spoke with Carlos, you yeah. know, this probably another couple of seminars ago. And I said to to him him for <laughs> like almost three weeks. Yeah. It's hard to, I, I said yeah. to him, so, and I was like, Hey man, I'm like, Yo, he's like, oh, so how do we, we always kind of debrief after yeah. we do our things. And I was like, "Bro, oh, like, oh. between the first seminar we did together years ago to this, or your instruction style mm-hmm. has, has improved drastically. Mm-hmm. Your your ability to give information and analogies that make things stick. Yeah. Um, to me, that's what it's, it doesn't, if we come here for or come to a seminar for three days and the dogs do great, and then we leave and then go back to doing whatever they were doing before, right. it's pointless. Yeah. But if we can leave you with actionable information and things that you remember and these little one-off sayings, yeah. I feel a saying from like Lily all mm-hmm. the time, yeah, that dog needs church music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that one needs heavy metal. <laughs> that one needs strength, Right. Just those yeah. little kind of things that make sense and it lets people have these light bulb moments. uh hopefully, little mantras for them to yeah. repeat when they're working their dogs. That's exactly what I tell yeah. them. If you take anything back, take this little. Yeah. Say. And, and that for me, I think is like leaps and bounds where I think the biggest changes happen. Yeah. And I think to piggyback on that, like you think about, the, the law enforcement sector and military sector, both of those realms, those guys have gotten a, throughout their career, pretty similar type of instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and not much of it has been like, Hey, you should ask questions and ask why yeah. they always get whackable. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I start, try to start whenever I get my chance to speak. Hey, man, we're not here to tell you yeah. what you're doing sucks. Mm-hmm. We are like you. I push. Ask questions so much because once you get that first cat to ask the question, the flood yeah, get gets open. open yeah. But all you got to do is get one yeah. and you can see one guy with those eyeballs and he's rolling around. I'll call him. You're yeah. like, go ahead and say it. Cause yeah. if you'll say it, 10 others are thinking it. Yeah. And that way you get that ball rolling and, and they're, they're used to one way of instruction for the most part. Mm-hmm. And the way you guys do it, like, opens that up and that cutting up and never is anything mike says serious so it's always open laughter and and drawing it out of guys and that's part of it like (laughs) so michael and i because obviously we're minorities and and we get to break the social barrier with jokes we get to make everyone comfortable because Mm -hmm. in law enforcement and in the sports world it's not that much different right they're constantly under a magnifying glass where people are looking for the mistakes like in law enforcement Talk to law enforcement today versus 10 years ago. They will tell you all the stories of everything they've done. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement now doesn't say anything. Yeah. They're just like, I'm falling for that. I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm not tracking. Tracking. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in the sports world, it's pretty detrimental. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So people are constantly competing with each other. They're not nice about it. Um, so we have to find a way. And like Mike said, like we were just talking about it because you feel it in the in the energy in the room right like you feel what yeah. people are just like yeah. sleeping yeah. or when you have people that are laughing they're not touching their phones you don't you haven't seen somebody looked at a phone the entire time I and mean, if they are they're taking notes or video on you because they want to remember it. Right? yeah so, so whenever you have that vibe going one there's so much learning going on for everyone including us but it's so much fun to do yeah just yeah. so, so it's, it's not boring just standing mm-hmm. here exactly yeah, right. yeah. now it's well, got hit on a couple of things. So one
1: of them is that institutionalized learning right. that came with the professional community. Mm-hmm. And like every single one of you just said, it didn't propagate the feelings to be able to ask questions. <laughs> it was It's built on a rank, uh, time and service kind of curriculum or mindset, I should say, mm-hmm. where they, I know more than you because of my rank or I know more than you because of my uh, how long I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. So that, doesn't create an environment for open engagement yeah. and conversation. Or so are just learning. Exactly. Yeah. It's just repeat and of what I did before, what we did before. And when people like yourselves, we, we come into an area like this and we're kind of taken away from that. We're not tied down by those right. limitations. Um, it does take out like a, usually a day or two, which which the tough part is. It's a three day seminar. It took a day and a half to <laughs> yeah. get the walls yeah. down. Yeah, now everything's
2: open. Yeah, actually exactly.
1: <laughs> you know? um, but the other part you hit on is what Michael Ellis said to me that really changed, uh, which changes a lot of trainers. Which is you, what you're doing right now. What we're all doing, all the traveling that we're doing, we're being exposed to dogs and teams. Mm-hmm in such a level of variety that you can't get when you're just working at
2: one spot yeah, well that's we, we literally said okay we can and this is by no means a knock on anyone no. particular yeah. experiences but you can be a a, a canine handler at a, a tiny agency with one dog um at that agency that unit has one dog and you've been the canine handler for 30 years yeah so let's say you did maybe three four dogs yeah in 30 years, you have 30 years of experience, right. right? And there's absolute value that comes from there. Yeah. Or you can do one year traveling and yeah. working with a thousand, a thousand thousands dogs, different yeah. dogs. Yeah. There's also experience that comes there. Not to say that one is better than the other, but they're just two very different yeah. experiences. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and it's, if that
1: piggybacks off another one I shared, I think I did it at uh, Hold the Line or I've done it a couple of times actually, where I say, Okay. I've got a canine handler in Ute, Montana. He's been a canine handler and trainer now for 30 years. He's pretty confident in his skills. He knows what he's doing. Who's better, him or that canine handler in LAPD? He's been a handler for three years. Yeah. That's the
0: 400 points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's
2: yeah. On yeah that, but absolutely. yeah, it's not even to me. I wouldn't even say one is better. No, like, it's that's just that my whole point. Not one from where was Butte, but- 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 Montana. I don't know what that is, hey, Butte, Montana. I bet he's a better canine handler in Butte, Montana than the LAPD guy would be. It, in but- and Montana. that was my whole point. Right. It's based
1: off perspective. Yeah, but the problem that we run into today is the social media aspect. Yes. Because the social media puts us all in the same playing field, when we're really
2: not. Yes. <laughs> yes, and then we and then we get um, grumpy grandpas. Yes, so if you, kid, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> the other get Carlos, it's like mind. you and your the jiu-jitsu dog stuff. Yeah. Now no, he, he wasn't going to say it, but like that, like the grumpy yeah. the cats, like that. Those are the guys that, well, I've been doing it for thirty year. Argument gets the reply of, "You can do it wrong for thirty years." Yeah. Like <laughs> of it course. sucks to hear it. But, man, that is the truth. But if you're the cat that's been doing it for 30 years, it says, hey, unit guys, there's this seminar with these guys. Go get it. I'm giving you a a quick just example of that. Uh, And we all know. Mm -hmm. him. He has a Rob Ramos. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anyone that has handled a dog and as many dogs as him. Um for, sorry, Rob, yeah, yeah. we're throwing work. the URL. 14 <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they said he told him when I was talking that his first dog was important on Noah's Ark. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Back <laughs> when Jesus wear <laughs> <married> a short pants. <laughs> <minute. laughs> <laughs> but short Bridges. So Robert's been doing this for longer than we've been alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. Um, uh, but he comes to, literally I've multiple phone calls from him for yeah. hey, I'm, I'm with this training, my training group right now. Um mm-hmm. hey. What do you think? How would you deal with a dog that's doing this? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And there's, there's the a guy that's forgotten more than there's a vast difference from that mindset mm-hmm. to the fish bowl. I'm the biggest fish in it. Yeah. And nobody's getting out of it. That's what runs handlers off, man. Good yeah. handlers. Get out of units. But I think I think it also comes when you get out there. You yeah, realize how much you don't know, mm, oh, right? right sure. Because I thought I used to work a lot of dogs mm-hmm. until I hit the road, yeah, or right. until, until I took so a Michael schedule,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: And that's when you realize if I thought five years ago that what I'm doing today, working, a thousand to fifteen hundred dogs a year to a pretty heavy travel schedule, well, who else is out there? Because there's someone doing more than me,
0: yeah,
2: right. So whatever you think you're doing, that's a lot trust me, there's someone out there doing something that you don't right. know about, and maybe you'll find that one day. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Right? So, I always like to tell everyone, mm-hmm. you might have worked in ex special forces or doing whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. someone out there better than you. I, I think, I, I just want to quickly circle back to that Pat-like little passion thing. About yeah. Uh, we, we were just in uh, New York uh, down there doing a seminar, and there was a, a kid there
0: mm-hmm. that
2: oh, yeah. we were... In northern, I don't know, out, out upstate New York, yeah, forward. there was a, a Buffalo area, yeah, yeah. area. Uh, there was there was a guy there that took a bus, well, public transit, took a bus and the train, and then from the bus to the train, then from the train to another bus, and then figured his way out to get to the hotel with a dog in a crate in a Dakota kennel, his yeah. suitcase yeah. and his suit bag. And, by by himself. Oh, dog and I was like, hey, I don't care who this kid is. Yeah. What yeah. he's how bad his dog is, how good his dog is, bro. You are always welcome yeah. to come and train with me. Yep. Anytime you want. Because yep. that's the like is not bad. Like yeah. that passion is yeah, good. Absolutely. Like that fire is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like yeah. and and on top of all that, bro, really? his yeah. dog was actually amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. in the
2: attitude. So that's the difference. He was sitting there. Going through all those hardships, also, and his grandfather had just had a medical emergency a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and he lives with them, right? So, the, the sacrifices he mm-hmm. went, he wanted to be there. There were people there getting paid yeah. that did not care about it, yeah. and they were getting paid to be there. Yeah. He came in, smile on his face, hand up. I mean, who needs to ask questions? Everyone did this. He's like, first question, <laughs> first question, <laughs> first <laughs> question. <laughs> and good questions, you know. <laughs> so, like, you know, to me, that's. I look at, it, like, we get to travel and we, we get to do all these things. And as soon as I start, like, getting a little tired, a little burnt yeah, out, like, yeah, evolve, you see that kid. I see yeah. that kid and I'm like, back to it. We yeah. got to do this. Like, it and it, like gives you that energy, you know, that, yeah. that you need. So, like, passion and, like, genuine passion is amazing and contagious. Oh, you know, for like sure. It, it fuels all those around you. Oh, so. yeah. I, I can, that's, it's a great
1: point to share with. Someone's else's passion can reinvigorate
2: us. One hundred percent. That kid did it for me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. like one hundred. For the whole weekend, being Carlos, we're just talking about this kid. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Like, that's it. Yep. Oh, exactly. And I would say on that, like to that guy that has that, mm-hmm. don't let it be stifled. No, really? like and
0: don't, then, don't then people let it will it try to suppress because yeah. Yeah. it
1: outshines them in some
2: yeah. way, and they don't want to let that person. I, I look back at my first dog, and I'd still be there. Yep like I'd still be working that dog at that agency and be happy about it mm-hmm. but I just wasn't going to be stifled in it you know what I mean I wanted to have the best be the best and and get a, a dog to a point where we're functioning highly so yep. that, that that that's all I'll say
0: on that point yeah, <laughs> yeah <I'm> just <laughs> not
2: let it be put out you know yep.
1: so this brings me to this one how have you guys learned to share information that's just enough. That's, you know, and this has been, I I still try my best to learn this skill. I say, because I've, back to, that, I will be using the passion word again. You want to share all the information you have in your head, right? Yeah. You like here, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. And because you're excited about it yeah. and, and you want to share that knowledge with those. And then as we've all traveled, I know you've seen it where you're sitting there and you see the audience. It's just like, uh the, the the information over yeah. what's happening yeah um so there's a couple things happening one putting out the information at the right pace mm-hmm. and then how have you guys dealt with putting out the information so they know what to do with it because sometimes that's the other part of the equation is they can take it off but there's no point of reference yet of how to apply that yeah um, in, in, in the seminars that you guys probably do a lot of, that encompasses a lot in the law enforcement community, is there's lots of information thrown at people, but there's no point of reference yet of how yeah. to put that.
2: Yeah, I, I think like, um, one of the things, and like to even add on top of that, like particularly with what me and Carlos do, um, that information kind of flow. Mm-hmm. Um, needs to be very precise to the audience that you're working with because it can be the point where we give people enough information to become oh, dangerous. Sure. Yeah. Right. So we have to be able to, one, read the audience that, that, we're working with. Um, and part of that is getting the questions that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Hey, how, how much do you, are you taking on this information? Um, the other thing is what's unique about it. Uh, again, in detection, there's stressors for sure. sure. Um, in, you're tracking the stresses for sure but when they're trying to learn how to decoy yeah um and a dog is biting you yeah and you're it's one of the first few times that you've been bit by a dog hey yeah. we could sit down for three months in a class yeah. and just go over these very particular things when that dog's teeth out, touch the suit yeah. yeah adrenaline dump happens and you're zombie mode yeah right so figuring out <laughs> a lot of times it's like hey let's safely get as many reps in as we can to get to, to get, up, get it like that. that.
0: Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, they stop fighting.
2: And and then we'll move on. Um and, and try to again read the crowd. We we start usually with like a very basic fundamentals um and then adjust accordingly as we have a few days with, with the, the crowd and depending on who it is um uh, and, and go from there. So my answer would be trying to read the crowd <laughs> to the best of your sure. I think like I only did it starting a PowerPoint because he made me <laughs> he <never laughs> made me. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, I hate PowerPoints. Yeah. They put cops to sleep. Yeah. And so, but the only way I could keep myself on track and make sure I stuck to those key points was through that PowerPoint. The other thing on, like you asked, how have you learned to dispense that? So it's not so much. I haven't, <laughs> I honestly haven't. Like um, I try, um, and I'm real. I struggle with these guys. I want to give as much as I can so they feel like they've gotten it, um, but also don't want that information overload. But I will say the PowerPoint having that as that beginning section really helps with that. Um, to be able to stay on that because my brain's super jacked up, so it'll go all over the place. Um So having that, I, I think, was a big help. Sure. And, and, and not to bump in, but like one of the other things that I think helps a lot as well is I have a pretty active YouTube channel. Yeah. So there's enough input. Like if someone's still not really yeah. getting a concept, yeah. like, hey, hey, check this video. Or hey, yes. hey, Carlos made a video about this. That's like really Or a camera, you know, and kind of pushing them in that way. And a lot of times I see that that helps. Like. Right. Oh, I'll bring it all together. Mm. For me, it's something that I... There's two sides to that, okay? And one is, like, we need to make sure that people are getting the information they need because, like you said, more for dogs in bite work and stuff like that, they can get in trouble. But I think sometimes they can go too far the other way where trainers think, well, you're never going to get this. Yeah. Yes. Right? And for me, it's like, if you got it, I can do it. Yeah. Sure, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what I do is I like to put a... Well, and I stole this from Michael Nesbitt, an actionable client that we're gonna send them home with. Mm-hmm. This is what we were gonna be able to accomplish here. And one of the information I was able to give you to this point. But this is what you do after this. Yeah. And like he said, videos for references. We always tell everyone: reach out through social media, yes. send me videos. I can yeah. help you through it. But I feel like, it, man, I, I try to. Be honest, if I understood, yeah. they can also get yeah. it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not to come from like a, like a pretentious, Exactly. Like, well, you, you minions can't yeah. understand. Yeah, and sometimes, and I, I'll pick on your subject in detection. Detection is pumping out science to a point that leash holders do not want to keep up with,
0: right? right? Yes. Because
2: yes. we chose to be leash holders, so we did not have to deal with science. Yeah. Okay. Now, I see so many people so focused and I want to know the latest terms, use the latest this, the latest that, when just go learn to do the basics first before you worry about this extreme science that people don't, very few people actually comprehend. Because I've had the opportunity to be out in circles where people, very brilliant people, are talking and it's so obvious to me that this is I'm getting nothing from this conversation yeah. because it's above me. No, don't get me wrong, I'm writing every book they're referencing down, every term they're using that I don't understand. I, I'm writing all yeah. of this down so I can go teach myself. But sometimes I, I like to tell him they're telling me, no, because it's detection, this new term, this came out, this new science, so and so put this new academy and it's hours of lectures. I'm like, listen, man, I feel that you need to go train your
0: dog a little more. Yeah.
2: you know, I, I, we we had we were we did another seminar and um, one of the agencies, uh, we were, we were doing some detection stuff. Um, and we put out whatever their target owners were. Um, and one of the other agencies that were there, um, were worried because it wasn't their target owner that was out. Um, and then they didn't end up running the dogs mm-hmm. because it was, and I'm like, I get, I know where you're coming from, but I think it's one of those, and this is not a knock at them. It's just an example to me of like informational, you know, we need to keep everything, so you know, t- totally sanitary and, purest form and all and i was like yeah because you've heard this Mm -hmm. that kind of talk." but it's like they like cherry pick very particular points of of discussions and not so i think that's also you hit the nail so
1: as you guys know Mm -hmm. um i was a huge proponent of all the science stuff for Mm -hmm. a long time and that was helpful i was super excited that there was now this information that you know, maybe backed up some of my beliefs or my experiences that I went through as a detection dog handler back to Carlos' point a little bit ago. Part of me also to prove my old mentors were all like, ha see?
0: Yeah, but yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now after some years of being around the scientists and going through their system and all of that kind of stuff, I I actually have a video and I don't know if it will be out by the time this comes out. Uh, it might be. And in that video, I say, Stop worrying about the science so much mm-hmm. and just work your dog. Right, yep. Because just like you mentioned, I get calls because that once I made myself kind of like this conduit piece between the science world and the dog world, mm-hmm. it put me in a position where all of a sudden then you guys do it too. People go, oh, ask Cameron because he's more familiar
2: with that. Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> so this oh, doing this, this
1: is, <laughs> okay, I'm, go to so, ask Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would get some weird you know, not—I won't say weirds is the right word—but just really particular questions, like what happens with odor when it's thirty thousand feet in the air. What, what? What? How should I work my dog? And I'm yeah, like, wait, to like
2: that, You know what would be the first question that would ask? Do you know what your dog looks like when he's in odor? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, I, with all of these weird conditions that these people would throw at me, I started realizing the point that you were making was they were over sciencing mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And it was prohibiting them from doing the first job they have, yeah.
2: which is work your dog. And and on top of that, what also, and I've been uh, kind of, I've, I've progressed this forward unintentionally at times with my own trainers and my own programs, because I, I kind of tried in the initial stages, beat over their head. Yeah. Hey, understand mm-hmm. learning theories, understand that, right. understand. So they can become, because of my the instructions, yeah. hyper fixated on this stuff. And not the feel or the of 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 dog training, training. Yeah, I, yeah. And then they yeah. well okay, our, so this is a, we're using yeah. opera conditioning, but I'm classically conditioning this marker and then it it it, it's the dog <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, but exactly. yeah. Are teaching him to set? Exactly. Like, let's <laughs> let's also not get away <laughs> so far we Like going yeah, yeah, yeah. swing, right? We need yeah. to be Understand these things, um, but we're still dog trainers. Mm-hmm. And, 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 we're, and and some of us are just dog handlers. Yeah. Exactly. And we
1: have to master that skill so that way we can truly understand some of these other more complex things. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the more that we all around each other, what do we all agree on right now? We don't know everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and how much there is still to learn. Yeah. And though in some cases, if you compare what we've been through and the things that we've learned to others, it seems like, oh my gosh, look at those guys—they know so much—and we're the first to tell you we we know some stuff, but there's a
2: shit ton we don't know. And and and, and I tell people, I'm like, hey, we're blessed in that where we've had the opportunity to be able to travel so much and train with so many different people that we just haven't. A bigger, larger sample size. Right. right. Yeah. It's not that that we're any better of trainers than yeah. the next person, and that's club. why I say, like I'm saying it today. I have no scientific evidence to prove why I'm saying <laughs> this, but I do have. I've done it with a thousand dogs, yeah. and and I. And then watch this start. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> that's so that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Sterile information. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I don't have. The why and two things are going to happen. We're going to figure it out together. Or I'm going to ask for help from someone who asked the why. Yeah. And I tell my client, my, my people who they were learning from me, clients that I'm working with, my trainers at home. My biggest asset in dog training is not my memory. It's my cell phone because I can't call you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. And constantly, like, for example, talk about Michelle, right? One yep. of the nerds yep. in the scientific world, in the canon. Oh, oh, you me. call her nerd. <laughs> <laughs> She's part of the nerd herd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so people, a lot of times, the information she puts out is very complex, right? It'll be very complex. You know what I do? I call her and I hey, can you break that down for me? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't need to be the scientist understanding yet. I need to understand what I need to apply it to be dog. With Michelle, we were at a, a seminar. We did one and she was instructing. And I was sat down. She asked oh, so what did you think? And I was like, hey, it was really good. But from my best interest, can you like just dumb it down a little bit? <laughs> and then she looked at me and she said, I
0: did Yeah.
2: That, <laughs> that
1: is the <laughs> <a> dumb <laughs> <like>, Okay, well. And then and it's so again, because that was you know my force correction. I, I went through the period of time where I was like, science is awesome, all these different things I was enjoying, and I wanted to share that with everybody. And then you kind of realize as the positions that we're in as instructors. We also have to course correct mm, because without, you know, we're all, I know that's what I like about all of us. We're humble in nature that we don't want to think of ourselves as having sometimes the influence that we do. I, I know I hate it. I, I don't, it's not comfortable for me. It's probably the best way to say it. I'm not comfortable with um, feeling that I'm in that position, but every now and then, someone's got to remind me that I do have a responsibility because of the platform or because of the information I share, that though you may not like it and don't want to view yourself that way, there is a responsibility that comes from where we're at. Mm-hmm. And how can you make sure that your message adapts to because like like I said, I in certain cases for certain people, I kicked off a really strong scientific aspect for them. And they like you said, we got people
2: got wrapped up in terms and you know, it, it, as I did too. Yeah, and, and you're, you're responsible right. for that, right? I think the asset that helps you or helps me be with, with the information that I'm trying to pass forward, what, I'm, how accurate I am with what I'm doing is my friends. Yeah. yeah right. It's, yeah, if I, I know if I'm doing something that Carlos doesn't agree with or thinks that it's wrong, mm-hmm. he's going to say, Hey, month. Yeah.
0: But
2: I don't think that's right. Yeah. And I'll do the exact same for him. I'll do the exact same for yeah. him. Yeah. So, and, and the same for you. Like, it'll, it'll continue to grow. I yeah. think that's what keeps you honest. Yeah. Right? It keeps you on your toes and says, hey, I don't, know. I don't, and if I can't explain it and I'm like, yeah, you know what? There's been countless things that I've done. Like, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. That doesn't
0: make sense. One
2: like. of the best things I've learned to say, especially the past few years is I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know? you know my favorite dog training answer? What? It depends. Yeah. It depends. But it's true. Well, well, like, if you, that's 99% of the answers. Well, hey, my dog's doing da 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 da. Um, so, should I do this? Well, it depends. Maybe. <laughs> but let's go back to yeah. how it started. You know, it's always a uh, one sentence question that requires three book of That's a t shirt. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Cam, Cam, can I ask you a question? Yes. All right to all right random just one-off question yep. i want to ask everyone if you could train with a dog trainer mm-hmm. uh, that you haven't worked with yet mm-hmm. who would that be bob bailey
1: bob bailey yeah only because it one dogs was his primary thing but he had such an influence in the dog world and the time the short time i got with him just in arkansas uh simon brought him out to the seminar there that was one of the best experiences i got to have was just sitting there listening to him talk and sitting back going "Shit, how much one how much that guy had done two how much is in his head Mm -hmm. that i haven't even remotely tapped into as possibilities um and I'll add one more because I've fought, I think I'll get a chance to do it. Is Doctor Stuart Hilliard because right. he's another one that you guys might remember. We I know we talked about the other day, but remember those canine training system videos. Yeah, yeah. You know, remember he was one of the first ones with those Monroe suits, whatever it was, yeah. his first ring suits that existed, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and. But he's been off the radar for like 20-something years now. He's just been in the Lackland doing the this overseeing the military. The military's been moving him to different positions. He kind of just about he's over the breeding program for like mm-hmm. a year, but he becomes over training, then he goes over procurement. Anyway, he's within some years of retirement. And yeah. both Michael Ellis and I want to pull him out because the dog world, there's so much to get. He he's such an academic, yeah. but also a also natural dog oh. guy. Mm-hmm. See, he is a mix of both worlds, but now I'm getting to know him. And I see even his own internal struggle of knowing so much, but also just being a dog person, he feels pressure about teaching. And someone to me, I'm like, yeah, you're a master at this. How could you feel pressure? But just to have somebody like that and sit next to them watching dogs work. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to sit back, not say a word, and just listen to what goes off. Like, yes. what, what
2: do they talk to those, yes. like, those Yes. Those are the people that he, him, he feels pressure about teaching. Yes. That means that he should be teaching. Like yeah, that's how, how I look yeah. at politics. Like, Oh, you yeah. don't want to be a politic? You should be. You a. probably should be the politician. That's <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> that yeah. looks like. Yeah. yeah. Great question, sir. Great. Go on. All right. Let's, let's see, Mike. Um. Honestly, I'm going to wrench wrenching. I would say, not. I would rather go. If I could like pick a handful of agencies ranging across the US and just go sit on a training day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not just like one guy that you got. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would rather just go sit in on how it's done across the board. You know what I mean? To see like what are yeah, what are where are these guys working? What are these guys' issues and how are because like as soon as I met Gooseby, I realized that south florida cop is a drastic difference Mm -hmm. from la cop yeah and i honestly never thought of that drastic of a difference oh my god my mind was blown you know so um but if i had to pick like one trainer i really think like michael ellis would be one i would just love to be a fly right, my when are you gonna have a my yeah. Why you, why them, yeah why are you keeping <laughs> them,
3: keep
1: them <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely don't worry that is uh in the works with uh some really cool stuff and i've already in- to you guys about what we're gonna do but no I, and i just from your perspective yeah Believe me, it, me and you were talking a little bit about the fangirling or when we see somebody, we're like, oh my gosh, I can only yeah. get to train with this person or I'm around this person. Yeah. Man, that was one of those moments for me it is like, I had to pinch myself more than a few times to go, oh my God, I'm sitting here. I'm, people would pay thousands of dollars yeah. to get to do what I'm doing yeah, right now.
2: That was yeah. when I walked out of the hotel and, oh, you were there. No. And Pat and old yes. And
1: and that's go sit where he sat. It's that's you know, and and I know the people we're talking about, they're like, we're talking, they they don't, they're not comfortable with that kind of attention. Um, but it's well deserved, yeah. Okay, it's one of the things that you know, as we all recognize with with Michael Ellis, his biggest talent is. How he can explain things to people mm-hmm. to understand, yeah. and, and that's an art form.
0: So, <laughs> man, <literally laughs> <pick up>. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not even his first language, <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It was. I sit back because to give a small segue story to what you're saying, he never uses PowerPoint. Mm. Never. And I looked at him I'm like, how do you do it? Yeah. How do you remember where to be at in your speaking, like? You're speaking this topic, and he goes through every like bullet point that would be on a PowerPoint, yeah. but it's in his head. Yeah, and he was like, "I just, you know, he, he, he well, yeah. yeah, he wrote it out years ago. His wife is his wife's got a master's degree in education, so oh. she helped him like craft That's like a great. system, and he's always stuck to it. Yeah. And he, so he pushed it on me. He said, "Hey, look, what you want to do is talk about start off with what you're going to talk about, then go into those points." Then at the end, recap what you talked about. Mm-hmm. So, but start off with just the right number of things to teach. So don't try to go. He's like the problem with PowerPoint ends up being is you can put 10 topics to talk about and you'll just keep going. Yeah. But if you're without the PowerPoint, you can only function off of like say three to four. Yeah. So he pushed me out of my PowerPoint. Yeah. So it was actually at hold the line, my first day there, I did my PowerPoint. And I hated internally how it felt because now I had, at that point, had been around it for like two months by myself. Yeah. And being now back in that, you know, institutionalized training, maybe right. a seminar, I was like, I, I, the hippie in me was coming out. I'm like, Fuck this PowerPoint. It, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I hate this PowerPoint. I feel like I'm talking at people. I didn't yeah. want that feeling anymore. So the second day, when my class went from like I had like to get first day I had like fifty or sixty in there, the next day I had like sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like perfect. I'm gonna wing it now. So sixteen <laughs> people in here. There's only sixteen people. They say I was horrible at it, <laughs> but um, no, it, it. I just free. I just put it up and said, you know, here's the PowerPoint. What do you guys want to talk about? Yeah, and that was so freeing for me because it allowed. I, I we all know our stuff,
0: mm.
1: but we. And I know I did. I had the PowerPoint as a crutch to keep me in line. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so also prevent- too far oh, off this yeah.
2: yes. it takes one question at least for me the a a And then whenever I get done, I'm like, shit, where was I at? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what you 100%. should do instead of the PowerPoint? Bring this little machine. And every time you say something good,
0: <laughs> 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 oh, i <there's> that hold <laughs> up.
1: Oh wait. Get, oh, I have the volume down. Here we go. So that way, everybody can hear. it <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a great addition. <laughs> so the yeah, so that put me out of a comfort zone, and now I actually thrive. I prefer not to do. Yeah. I, I put it up now just so I can reference things if oh, I want yeah. to, or is a video I can pull up or something.
2: That's really what it is for me is the videos. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, I feel like when you bring something to the table and you may see those skeptical eyes in the crowd Yeah. you like that's the first thing mine has is a video to say here's the finished product and Perfect. then i really no longer see those skeptical eyes because then they're like okay that Absolutely. looks like something i yeah. want to try to get to work out for yeah. me yeah. so yeah sure. all right ask the next one so you you already saw it, but no, I'm, I'm on the first I've already I got to do a seminar. Yeah, with him. So I know. I, so I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to work with him. And something that really attracts me about what he does is first of all, like obviously the guy has been everywhere, but how he does the bird dog transfer to every, you know, like it's not just something he does for this. How he applies what he knows on everything. Yeah, like right. this universal way of seeing what he does, like not just hyper focusing one. Like, discipline, I guess. is mm-hmm. more applied to everything. And that's for me, is so when you really know stuff. Mm-hmm. When you can apply it to so many different things, right? And I guess I, I have another one, too. It would be, like, how much, Yeah. And it's just two parts from him. Like, I know the teaching aspect. Like, how many people he had the opportunity to reach either through his books, writing methods, and just what he did. Drove like a whole generation of trainers. Yeah. And up to this day, that book that I was written however long ago, it's like a Bible to so many people for sure. Yeah. The ability to be able to put what you know to reach the masses like yeah. that. That kind of influence. That, that's so much bigger than dog training, right? Yeah. Like it's just a big skill. So for me, I, and I kind of getting more into the IPO stuff because there's so many different techniques and stuff that I like and, and seeing it sure is that sport you might have taken a hit in the. You know, on behalf of our dogs, get tested on things like that. But when you, go, you get to express your skills as a trainer, I'm more like over the way, right? It's all there, the retrieve, tracking, different things that I like. And he did it with that. You yeah. know what I mean? He reached the masses and then affected a whole like generational trainers of like how they do things. But, My book. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't he didn't go like off and talk to people in person and no internet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. you translate know, translated to so many for me like I'm a foreigner, right? And to be able to like someone a foreigner had this influence to change the world in the mm-hmm. way they see by using their techniques. So definitely if I had to word like fat if you're listening to this,
0: you know, <laughs> you know, I want to yeah.
2: and, and I'll say, I mean, I've been lucky to
1: um really get to spend time with Pat, hang out with him, shoot the shit, you know, nothing mm-hmm. formalized, you know, I, I think you guys might've seen, I shared it. I know I shared it on social media last year. It was at the American tactical canine conference. It was one of those humbling moments where I'm working my dog in front of Pat, mm-hmm. asking him like, Hey, what do you see? What do you do? Um, again, at first uncomfortable, but then totally like you guys like loving it. Like, I'm bad watch my dog, yeah. you know? <laughs> So it's, yeah you're hitting a lot of those that name and what he's done there's so much and i'll be honest if you get a chance to actually not not only do the training but the bird the the falcon stuff
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. you
1: want to get deeper into training listen to him talk about falconry. yeah and how he changed as a trainer because of that um and same with Dr. Reiser. So, uh, I again, I got this is uh, like 1999. I'm I just German. <laughs> yeah, rolling so around Germany. <laughs> You're like eight years old, probably. <laughs> 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 I'm, I, I'm t- I forget who I told the story to, but anyway, the long story short, was I was at a farm club in like some part of Germany and it was Helmut Reiser and Bart Malone teaching together. Wow. And it was just one of those. Surreal moments of time now because look at where they were both at. Yeah. And, you know, Bart was still kind of cutting his teeth as an instructor. He was struggling with in this one client with a, with a her German Shepherd. He was using the e collar and, and helmet was was there watching. This is where I learned about conflict on purpose versus conflict on accident, mm-hmm. and what his point was. So Bart was working the collar with this girl's German Shepherd, and um, the dog was he won the dog in a, a fixed position, and to each cycle of biting. So dog would bite out the sleeve and then get it to a heel position. And then the decoy would pick up the sleeve and put it on. So what the cycle was happening was dog would bite, let go of the sleeve, get into position, and the girl would kick the sleeve out to the decoy. Well, what do you think that did to the dog? Activate the dog. So Bart um, was kind of focusing on what he was trying to watch the decoy and do the thing. Helmet stopped and said, hey, everybody, I want to talk about what's happening here. He goes, so there's conflict on purpose, which is I'm setting something up to train so I want the dog to learn from. So I cause the conflict. They learn something. Right, this goes the direction. Then there's conflict on accident, which is what's happening now. The handler is causing the dog to get corrected because the handler in her mind was thinking, i am going to get the sleeve to the decoy and not understanding that that was like you just said, kicking the dog into activation and getting now corrected Mm-hmm. Not fair. Yeah, and that was a huge. That I. That's twenty three, four years ago. I've never forgotten that. Yeah. I sat there and went, "Holy shit, that makes total sense." Yeah, and I've ever since then tried to remind myself, even though know, how horrible I can do it at times, <laughs> is to not do so much conflict by accident and cause dogs unfair mm-hmm. corrections or unfair frustration. Yeah. Because I fail to understand
2: we, how it's done. We always tell people, like, wait, what are we actually trying to train here? <laughs> yeah. Are we working on out? Or are we working on the bike development? Yeah. Working in, working out. <laughs> in for <laughs> outies? Like, yeah. what's the deal here, right? Yeah. And a lot of times we get caught because our humans are very, we like to micromanage things. Yeah. And I so, said, well, I didn't let his heel when he was coming in. But we're not working obedience in, in my bike work, Yes. Right? So this, that's definitely a big lesson that I have. And I've. I'm lucky that I learned from my own mistakes. I'm from seeing other people do it. so yeah. you get both ends of the picture because I cannot judge them for doing it because I did it too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, cannot, I know how you got there. So that's one of the big things that been, we're teaching. We tell people, I've been where you're at. That's so I know how you can, I'm not going to judge you for being that frustrated because I also got that frustrated. And I know how easily you can get there. Yeah. Right? So it's easy not to judge because it happened to me too. And yeah. I think so, that's a key in good instructing is relating to them sure not coming from the good good instructor has good empathy
1: right exactly. no,
2: not stem or soapbox right? exactly because of you, we tell them all the time we are giving this info because we did it wrong a lot exactly but it's recognizing the wrong figuring out how to make it right and then hand that off in a digestible it's camera. one of my favorite things when i'm decline and i tell somebody don't put your hand there what and they're like why and i show them a scar exactly this, this is, is why <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: you don't put your hand there right yeah. So I don't sweep legs anymore. <laughs> <That's the reason. laughs> so it's, it's something that we and one of my biggest pet peeves, and happens a lot in bike work, when decoys kind of belittle the handlers, yeah, because they don't know as much, and it's like, why are you questioning me? Listen, if you're not good enough to explain it to a six-year-old, yeah. you don't know yourself, right? Yeah. So be that inviting person that opens the forum for mistakes. Yeah, yeah. be the guy that makes it so that gal that whenever they're so understanding and they're non-judgmental, that's why we have so many jokes yeah. because we make ourselves vulnerable by doing that, mm-hmm. right? And people feel like, you know what? I feel comfortable messing up here. This mm-hmm. is a good place to make a mistake. Yeah. And that's huge. If people are not willing to fail in front of you, yes. you're mm-hmm. never going to be able to help them. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid, avoiding failure doesn't help growth. Yeah. So it doesn't. makes the failure inevitable. Exactly. It's, it's it's dog 100%, goes.
1: which is like you said, back to... When canine teams are afraid to train in front of each other, mm-hmm. or use each other's decoy, or equipment, or odors, or whatever, mm-hmm. that's you're inhibiting yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you, you should embrace. Uh, if I'm gonna fail, let's fail in this environment where I'm where I'm safe. That's right. Yep. You know, put my ego aside. Here's the time to fail. You yes, like I, say,
2: I tell people all the time: you can fail in front of us, but you can fail in front of the world. Yeah. You know? Because they're going to put you on Fox News tonight, yeah. guaranteed. And yeah. everybody will see you do it wrong. Yeah. Right? So let's do it with the people who catch you and not let you fall so hard and fail here in front of us. But if people are feeling, and we're making fun of them or if we're not, you know, they get in trouble for it, yep. nobody's going to feel comfortable. That's why I to try. try to push on guys like canine training night should not be a cookout. A BS session. We'll go run some odor, and then hey, guys, have a good night. It should be what did we do wrong this week? What call did we get smoked on? And then let's run through it absolutely five times each before we do it. Do it right here so that we can't get it wrong. Exactly. I think I think and on top of that, repeating those those failures, Mm -hmm. um, but repeating them in a way. That we're using them as training moments and sure. not just saying, Hey, we failed this big situation, yeah. but mm-hmm. breaking them down so we can yeah. work through and, yeah. and learn through where the exact failures happen. Yeah. Um, I think it's the bread and butter for sure. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. That was, I that was very, that was a good group of trainers. You guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> So that, so what's your list? Yeah. Who, well, who's, who's on the the your list? Oh, you guys, um, we had <laughs> <laughs> <Everybody laughs> <did> two, <so laughs> yeah. two. I don't know. Just do oh, one. one, do one, do one. All right. and my, you can't do one that's been used or yeah, no, <laughs> sorry. I, I have mine already, you guys yeah. not the same as your guy. My one, um, uh, who I would like to train with, that. I haven't had the opportunity to train with, uh, then I'm sure we're gonna get the opportunity to train soon together, yeah, uh, would be uh, Armin Winkler, nice, yeah,
1: <laughs> yep, so yeah, my grumpy grandpa, <laughs> yeah. and, and he, he you, you talked about it already, like you, you guys have, you know. He's now embraced social media, got mm-hmm. on there, and has done his thing, and shared information. So it's good that that's
2: the opening part, you know, where he's. Now- I, I would love to train with him because um, I think again he's one of those guys that has a, a lot of experience. Uh, he's definitely been around the block. Oh, but sure. we, uh there are certain things that we disagree on, uh-huh. uh, and that's okay. That's absolutely yeah, so okay. okay. I would like to get together with him and see how he does, you mm-hmm. know, what he does, and show him some of the stuff that yeah. do doing. I think it would be,
1: I think it would be cool. No, that's a, it's a great choice too. It's a, it's a, like I said, a wealth of wisdom. So, because I know he has to go here real soon. Last thing I have is how important is it that you guys try to share the, the, um, the point being a fundamentals is what I'm getting at I mean, So like frequently to give you a premise what I'm talking about, like when I go travel, do detection, I'll have people that, Hey, I want to do this, 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 and this. And they have their goals and, and then I see when we start doing things, there's some significant gaps at the fundamental stage. Okay. So I have to spend a lot of time doing fundamentals at a, let's say at a seminar or at a, an event. And I know that's not exactly where they want to be, but after after the few days are done, they're like, Ooh, okay, I'm glad we actually did do that.
2: Okay. Do you see that same thing in what both I, of you guys do? Between I, 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 like absolutely, I absolutely think that behavior is behavior is behavior. Yeah. Uh, and I also am a, a big avid believer and like really advanced complex behaviors are just really good fundamental behaviors. This right. yeah, yeah, so, it so it should be probably, how it is. Yeah, whether it's you are doing detection, bite work, yeah. tracking, building searches, articles, like whatever it is you're doing, they're really good dogs and yeah. really good hand dog teams. Yeah. Are teams that are really strong
0: in their fundamentals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, we we see it all the time. Everyone yeah. wants and me and Carlos joke about it pretty much every seminar we do. Yeah. He's like, hey guys, uh, you know, sorry, but you guys missed out. Next week is the super sexy <laughs> jumping through fires, yes, and, uh, yeah. we'll and explosive. But right now, we're just going to work on keeping a dog safe and reinforcing the behaviors that we want to reinforce. Let's make sure your dog can let go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's work on these. Yeah. big further. Let's see if your dog can go in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before he wants to get out. Okay. Yes, and so it, it's to me that's what. And, I've had the opportunity. All of us has kind of had the opportunity to work with some really good dog teams. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, and, and when you look the at this differences, thing, is just hey, one usually they have a lot more time than they can dedicate to training. Yeah, uh, and they just spend that time systematically training fundamental things. Yeah, right. Everyone's like, oh, the forward down is really it's it's a down. Yeah, yeah in front of you, <laughs> it's like just, yeah. it's a down, like. We have board-and-trained dogs that could do that. Yeah. Right? So but it's putting in the time and the, the reps and really making sure your fundamentals are there. Yeah. And yeah. And a lot of times people come to us, and it happens a lot in back work, that they think their dogs are somewhere. Yes. It's our job to give them the reality pie of they're not. Right? And that's another that goes back to the tactical way that you say things and how you deliver that message. Yes. Because... My way of doing it, I feel like, and I know we share a lot, all of us here is yes? show them. Yeah. Let them. There's no way that I can convince you that your dog is not ready until you see it. Yeah. Right. And it's not to fulfill my ego mm-hmm. because actually, it's one of the hardest things that we do. We hate, we hate doing it. We I hate doing it but yeah. I can show you, hey, maybe your dog is not ready for a suit. Yeah. Maybe let's put him on a sleeve. Maybe your dog is not ready for the sixth turn track that you hour you know of aging the track maybe we can work in 10 feet and we can master that way better and they're like no i got okay show me yeah right and it's having that ability of letting them let it be their idea self-discovery yeah maybe we should go back and focus on this better right and a lot of times like i always love it when michael's daughter comes with us yeah (laughs) because There's people that want to do all this super advanced stuff, but their basics are not there. Mm -hmm. And then a 10-year-old walks in with a malignot that's about that life too. It's not just a dog. He's about it. (laughs) But they, the basics are, there's nothing flashy going on. Just basics. Yeah. Perfect. Right? Right? And then you can hear the crowd go silent. Nothing funny happened. There was no bomb, you know, bombs, smoke Mm -hmm. grenades, nothing fancy. Just... Very mm-hmm. harmonious, dog yes. work, work happening, right? Yep. And so there's multiple ways that we can portray it, but I always tell people foundations are scaffold. Yes. So I build a scaffold. Don't wait until you're on the 10th floor to figure out that your first floor was cracked. Right, yeah. Because it's going to be painful for you. Because, figure out. because, because you're, figuring, out. You're, going, you're going back there anyhow. You're going yeah. yeah. back <laughs> where you're going. That's <laughs> That's what I'm you, you can figure it out when you get to your second story that maybe we need to go back to the first level and strand some things before we can continue to build on that. Yeah. But you don't want to find out when you're. All the way to the scene of the yeah. crash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it, it's
1: I'm I, I'm glad that you know what I go through in detection is the exact same thing that you guys go mm-hmm. through yeah. in the bite work, where they they people want to come in and they want to do the what I call the brass ring stuff. I want to do the fancy thing. I want to like in your guys' world, can I bite somebody to bite suit that's on fire? that's yeah. <laughs> like okay, can they just bite? Not with us, but
2: we know guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I know too. And in detection, I have the same thing. They want to like have like this super complex problem. And then they're yeah. like, can I wanna do this? I'm like, but
2: do a blank search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then to the other part too, with that stuff, I, I I'm a big fan of asking people. When are you gonna use that in the actual real life sure, work? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong; I'm all for preparing the dogs above for what they're gonna be yeah. seeing so in the real life. Yeah. But yeah, to a there. point, yes, and it needs to be relatable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, relatable. Relatable. it's gonna we're gonna train train yeah. for above what you should see operationally, yeah. but it need, we need to be able to draw yes. the parallels to yeah. why. Hey, exactly. operationally, yeah. maybe the most time your dog will ever bite yeah. or search will be three minutes. Okay, well, guess what? In training, we're gonna be searching for (laughs) fifteen. We're gonna be searching for twelve. So that's those we can draw the parallels when it comes to like, let's scuba diving bites or whatever we're doing.
1: (laughs) Now, do you see the same thing in tracking too?
2: Yeah, for sure. And one of the one of the ways I have one of the things I've implemented to kind of combat it and not even give them the chance to say this is what I want to do is. Right after my PowerPoint, I say, you lay your own track, uh, 100, 200 yards and you run Mm -hmm. nothing crazy, just a normal training day track. Mm -hmm. And that way we can see. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, that it's right out there in the open. And -hmm. so then when they finish, we come back and do a debrief and we have a serious, tactful conversation about, okay, what are the holes? And when every time. There's the there are the few that, you know, just kill it. But then there are the vast majority that there are things to pick apart. And I, I preach it all the time that we should be striving for perfection mm-hmm. because when that helicopter is above your head and all eyes are on you and it's three in the morning in the middle of the most contaminated area you've been in, if training is good, you're going to be really crappy in that deployment. Sure. If training is perfection and you've ran them through to make sure every aspect is rock solid, that deployment will be good. And the only way to get to perfection is getting to the foundation. That's right. Mm-hmm. And when you show those holes, we I didn't have anything to do with it. You laid your normal training track. Mm-hmm. You handled them. I'd say do whatever you normally do. If you want to drag a shirt behind you or yeah, what, I don't care what, whatever you do, because if I say do it this way, guaranteed. It's going to be, well, it's because I did it that way. So I say, let's do it the way you do it. Then we pick those things that we're going to work on. And that's the, the luxury I think I have is that I'm going to work every dog. Yes. Yes, It's a ton of work. And uh, by 40 something, I'll probably be like, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, but like today I had a lot of dogs that have never dropped. And then I had two dogs that I saw a year ago that that I said, have you been keeping up? Oh, yeah, rock solid. I put them through it. Mm-hmm. We ran a track mm-hmm. and they did great. I mean, we- I think, I think there's like one thing that not to interrupt you, yeah. but I find like common uh, threat of like detection mm-hmm. and tracking to me. They're both no sort of was right, spells, yeah. exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I noticed that you do, Cameron, that Mike does with his detection is as soon as viably possible, moving the dogs yeah. from sterile, low distraction areas yes. into. What would be real-world right. operational right. settings? And look at that field at your house. Like, think of go back to when you first were working your dog in tracking. Like, you've got these big fields. Everybody spread way out. Don't contaminate. How big is that field we were using with the mode training? So, you know what I mean? And
3: make right? Yeah.
2: And we there's been a gazillion dogs crisscross because they need to see it pretty quickly right off the bat. Yeah, uh, and get. You know, take those training wheels off and let's get rolling. But you're, you, what you hit on is the
1: one of the things I share now more frequently is that habituated learning mm-hmm. and how habituated learning prevents mental flexibility. Mm-hmm. Because for the detection side, it's doing the boxes too long, doing the brick wall too exactly. long, doing the wheel or whatever the foundational thing is. They've done it so much that they can't transition. They yeah. can't transition.
2: Even yeah. if I put odor to that. see that bite work with, mm-hmm. yeah. particularly with like a dog that was being raised mm-hmm. for sport work. Right. Um, that now is becoming potentially a police dog. Right. And we'll say, hey, we're bring him inside this school. Let's do some bite work. Mm-hmm. Say, no, I don't do bite work inside buildings. Right. I do them in fields. Yeah. Right? Yep. Same kind of yep. ordeal. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true.
1: That's actually a great point. So last very last thing we're done. How often do you guys like or want or, or recommend using video for training? Like filming what you're doing,
2: uh, to, to learn from it in some way. Uh, know, if, yeah. All the 120%. Yeah. Of it, yeah. I, I think if you can film what you're doing, um, you can frame by frame, go back through mm-hmm. whatever discipline you're in, whatever profile you're in, mm-hmm. um, and watch where mistakes happen, things that you missed. Um, I think it's, you know, it's worth its weight. Oh, oh i horrible head. <laughs> I, I, I'm like horrible at it, man. I'm so how do you for the times that you
1: guys have used it tracking, how have you liked it? Um great. My problem is is that
2: I like I got have a dog that's killing it, and I'm like, this would be great content. Pull a camera out and the dog thinks it's a gun pointed at his head. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does horrible. Yeah. So and it's done it's happened enough to me where I'm like. You'll put your
1: GoPro. So, 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 here's I'll, I'll tell you exactly what someone told me because I used to try to catch the perfect moment all the time. I thought that was the way you did it. Uh, we, no, just go. Just yeah, yeah. The guy just said, ball. just put a camera on, yeah. leave it on all yeah. the time. Yeah. Sure, you're going to dump, let's say, 85% of the footage, Yeah, but you're finally going to catch those moments. Yeah. and They couldn't be more right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, case in point, I'm definitely and I recommend it now, especially yeah. detection because there's so many little nuances, just like in bike, everything has it. Yeah. And it's that's what can capture it sometimes.
0: Yeah. And for
2: me, even for my pet clients, right? Yeah. I tell them, read Do you yeah. yourself doing this and send it. Tell me whatever you think is the issue. Yeah. And then I'm like, that's not the problem. Is this here. Yeah. And I'm able to people in the specific moment when it happened. And they're like, I didn't even saw that. Right. Yeah. But well, the camera did. Yeah. Because so so you can take that video, upload it into AI, and <laughs> oh, yeah. it yeah, sort
1: <laughs> There's no joke. There's actually a guy named York Schultz. If you want to look him up, he's on Facebook. He uses cameras and AI to train the dog. I seen the I that. Yeah. Those, he puts the dots there and the dog has, Oh man, that's super cool. I I enjoy, like he follows. Hey Jeff, no, no, hey,
2: Blanco, I mean, we're going to be out of work, right? <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're
2: going to edit this section. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to do this little jam session. as like, we call it now. Um, just sharing information and being real—that's, I think, one of the biggest things that we have to keep pushing forward in our industry is yeah. our to accept our faults. Like we yeah. said already earlier. Um, at the same time, have accountability and accept our responsibility for what we do and how we do it, and then just be good stewards of the information from those that we learn from. Yeah. you know, and then pass it on and, and keep seeking that desire to keep learning. You yeah. know. Okay that we can never get comfortable with that you know it, it is and as we get better and better um it, it's just such an important thing to keep focus on like i don't still don't know mm-hmm. you know i i question sometimes things that i've like definitely thought i'd learn i'm like okay is this really operant conditioning or am i yeah. you know is, is that yeah how what if it's this
2: yeah. you know so yeah i just um, always i'd say as as an industry as you know, it's a group of trainers, whatever we want to call ourselves. Let's just leave the place better than what we found it. Right, right, right. But let's just right. make that a common goal. Yeah. Let's just, I don't want to be better than you. I just want the place we yep. all share to be better than what we found it. Yeah. Yes. And, and I would say too, like, uh, don't discount the dogs in that learning situation. Like we don't need to go. We don't have to go to other trainers to learn. Learn from the animals we're working with too, because they can teach us a oh, lot if we just pay attention. attention. So don't don't discount them from the situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a big one. So
1: again, I appreciate you guys. I no, Of encouraged. course, yeah, as, as usual, share your guys' contact info for the people in my world that may or may not have known you guys. I'm sure most of them do, but uh, just because we always want to be there available and, and mm-hmm. we're ready to help people when they, when they ask for it. I so know. with that said, everybody, That is this episode of canines talking sense where it's okay to be nosy.